0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. So celebrating in the streets in Lubbock, wow. Texas Tech, Monday night, will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen, and it is springtime in the LBK. More like summer, if we're being honest. But because of that nice warm wind blowing through, Texas Tech had their annual spring football game, and I had to go out and get one of the best to come on to the best and talk a little bit more about that and the recruits that were there. So we have Ben Golan on the horn. Let's say your name right? Yeah, yeah, Golan, hey, Golan. Golan? yeah, it's Golan? all good. What do you it's prefer, man? Ben Golan, Golan, but Golan's okay, have, yeah, no, it's all good. no, absolutely not. No, on this, is, let's say something, Ben. On this podcast, we try vehemently to get people's last names right, because our last names are across the board. We appreciate respect. So this is actually Ben Galan. Ben, could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, I'm a staff writer and recruiting analyst at RedRaidersSports.com. I uh, mainly cover recruiting, been doing this for about four years now uh me and my guy matt claire um you know we mainly handle football recruiting for the site and so that's something i enjoy doing and you know speaking of recruiting texas tech is killing it right now the number one class in the country which i'm sure we'll get into but yeah man all's good over here
0: all's good over here and you're locally you're locally found in lubbock
1: no, I graduated from tech about seven years ago, and now I'm in Plano. Uh, okay. So back home okay. in DFW.
0: Okay. Did not know that. Big facts yeah. coming from Bingulon. Uh Okay. So Texas Tech played Texas Tech um, yesterday, Saturday, if we get this pubbed out on Sunday. Ben, you were there. What was, I think, first of all, what I want to talk about is like, what was the atmosphere like? Because I know that something that we've kind of honed in on as Texas Tech fans over the past couple of months is just the energy that Maguire brings, um, the emphasis uh, that he's bringing towards culture and how other people are trying to key in on that. And so one of the big things, one of the big focuses this spring Uh, Of course, you know, season tickets, uh, but also discussion about the spring game, because as we know, there's a lot of things kind of changing around Texas Tech football And the spring game is an excellent opportunity for fans to come out and see what's going on. So you were there. Yes. What was that like? I knew you weren't there.
1: Couple things. I was not there, but I did have eyes there. And okay. from what I hear, it was a good atmosphere. Um, a ton of recruits came out. And, you know, just the, the main thing you want to see in the spring games is no injuries. Um, but, and that's what we got. So, uh, you know, good atmosphere from what I hear. And I, I did watch it on, you know, it was on ESPN Plus. So mm-hmm. I, I got to see most of the, you know, the plays and, and all that. So that was good.
0: Right. ESPN plus the home of Red Raider sports for better or worse. Uh, okay. From what we understand about the game though, you had eyes on, eyes on yeah. defense ruled the day. Yes. And as, as Texas tech narratives go, that is becoming uh, that that is a sticking point because people outside of Texas tech will never believe it. People inside Texas tech have a hard time believing it, uh, but you and me know better. Right. And so Texas tech's defense really shined with a bunch of different players. Um, I mean, we had, what's the, Uh, what's the joy McGuire's phrase, the take three mantra, right? And we had, we had three before the halftime. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you saw from the defense, really, who stood out, what surprised you, uh, what were you still looking for at the end of the game?
1: Yeah, so I just think my main questions coming in were obviously Joe McGuire coming from Baylor, and they had two really good years when he was there, 2019 with Matt Rule, and then last year with Dave Aranda, two really good defenses, but they did it completely differently, so I was just... Curious to see what it would look like. And obviously Tim DeRuiter coming from Oregon, just a lot of different ideas about the defense. And so, you know, what I saw is a lot of, you know, replace zone blitzes, you know, different things like that. And they kind of brought pressure from all over, which I was kind of surprised to see because I didn't know if you wanted that out of tape, but if that's how you play, that's how you play. So I, I thought the secondary was very good. Obviously Rayshon Williams, you know, pick six, the second play of the game. Um, He's the UCLA transfer from last year, just a really big, long, and athletic you know, corner. I thought Reggie Pearson and Dejon Taylor and Muddy Waters were all good at safety. I think you know the linebackers, Krishan Merriweather kind of stood out. Um, so a lot of the returning guys and the veteran guys, they seem to have picked up the defense quickly, which you always like to see. And I think I agree with you. I think this defense is trending in the right direction, and it could be a strength for Texas Tech.
0: Something we talked about earlier this year was kind of this, this exchange and you mentioned it, this exchange to uh, the multiple defense, this, this one of the big, I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I love it. Here is the big asterisk that comes alongside of that. You have got to have a lot of really smart players to play a multiple defense. Well, especially if you're changing in game, changing looks, changing pedagogy, um, calling out blitzes. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Did it look like to you uh, as we were playing defense, did it look like everybody was kind of jiving together? Because there's a lot of new elements to this defense. Or did it feel like everybody's kind of still trying to figure out, you know, where they fit on the team? Like, how's that chemistry working? And and they're still kind of building? How how did that kind of mojo shake out?
1: Yeah, a little bit of both. And this is also a couple of guys we're missing, like Tyree Wilson didn't play, um, you know, a couple other guys who, you know, just nursing minor injuries and just didn't, you know, want to risk anything. But you know, I think it's all about coaching and having your guys in position to succeed. And I think the coaches did that yesterday, you know, from from the little we saw, because obviously they didn't go all out or, you know, didn't want to yeah. give away the entire playbook. So um, but no, they, they looked like a, you know, a, a good unit. They made sure tackles they were in the right spot. So I just think that goes
0: back to coaching. Yeah. Uh, If we can get if we can get fundamental tackling down, I think that'll be the biggest win of Texas Tech football uh, of the decade, although it has been better in the previous years. Um, Just to continue that trend, especially under a new coaching staff, we that'd be good. Um, So big fan of the multiple defense, multiple uh, defense. But I will say not everything can be sunshine and roses. Uh, what kind of still gives you pause about this defense going forward? Because everything looks great in the spring game, you know, more or less, uh, or if it doesn't, we'll get to that later. Um, but how looking forward, I mean, you got Murray state to open up the season, but right after that, you have Houston. Now last year we got, we snuck one past Houston and you can't convince me how we did that. Uh, because then they go on the tear of like not losing another game. Uh, as Texas tech has a completely different trajectory, you know, what about this defense still gives you a little bit of pause or hesitation?
1: Yeah. And right after Houston, you go to NC State, who's ranked in the top 10 right now. So not not an easy non-conference, but I would say just having, you know, big bodies in the middle. I think, you know, Jalen Hutchings and and Tony Bradford and and Philip Leedy and those guys, they're good players and they've been here and they've done that. But uh, just looking back at, you know, Jordan McGuire's last stop at Baylor, they had uh, Ika, I can't say his last name. Um, But he's like a 6'4", 350-pound dude and was an all-conference guy. I don't think you have that guy on the roster. And so I would say just having a a big nose tackle who can, you know, take on double teams and help stop the run, that's maybe – that would be my biggest concern.
0: Yeah. Uh, And kind of speaking of the middle – Who right now, who did, who does it appear to you or who are you hearing is kind of stepping up as the defensive leader? And it's usually in in past years, it's been a linebacker. Is that, is that still the case this season?
1: Yeah, I, I, like I said, some of the guys earlier, I mentioned earlier, Christian Mayweather and then Dayjohn Taylor. You hear a lot about those guys. And then the same thing with the veteran D-linemen, Jalen Hutchings, Tony Bradford. Um, and, you know, I hear some really good things about Philip Leedy too, just as guys who are stepping up and, and making plays. So uh, a lot of those same, you know, veteran returners and uh, even a guy like Demetri Moore, because he's been with Joe McGuire before, he kind of knows the expectation Joey McGuire coached him in high school. And so he can be, you know, kind of that leader type.
0: Okay. It's really good to hear. And I think that's something that Texas tech fans can be encouraged by. It's just, I think a lot of returning players, a lot of returning minutes. Um, Especially up on the defensive line. I think something we did pretty well last year, uh, a few games excluded, uh, is rush defense. And, you know, if we can like mitigate that, then the way that I've seen like our ability to create takeaways and from the defensive backs and with the guys that we have back there now that just, I mean, tremendous coverage ability. I think a pretty, for, Recent years, probably some of the best like IQ across the board when it comes to defensive coverage, um, defensive back coverage. I think that that's a really good recipe for this season, but recipes can go wrong and we'll have to get out there and put like, you know, real effort and pads on against a team that um, doesn't want us to win to really kind of get a better look at that. So defense all in all um, looking great. Uh, From what I've seen, from what Ben has seen, looking great, uh, which is what you want. You know, you don't want to get torched in your spring game. And it's never easy, you know, playing your own uh, offense slash playing your own defense. But all the same, uh, you got to go out there and do the small things right. And we did see that. And so um, Texas Tech fans, take a breath. Things are looking okay for the defense. Um, Let's just like as if you continue to get better, putting Tyree Wilson back into the lineup. Um, yeah. getting more chemistry throughout the, throughout all of the, all, all the guys with this very difficult multiple defense, um, things could be adequate and adequate is superb for Texas tech defense. <laughs>
1: uh, Especially if Zach Kelly is coming over and scoring 50 points a game, like he did last year. Yeah. Adequate, would be can... more than okay.
0: It's the uh, it's the Patrick Mahomes with an average defense argument, right? Yeah. Yep. Average defense. We win the national championship. Um, well, let me tell you something. Not all champions play sports. Um, this is my terrible advert Turn uh, some champions. Ben, some champions get with Adam Goldman, and Adam Goldman is a Red Raider fan, Red Raider sports member, uh, franchise veteran for over a decade. He's got he's got franchisees all over the place. He's owned multiple businesses, uh, and he is a sponsor of this podcast. and He wants to help you if you are out there and you are you feel like you're a displaced corporate executive, or you really just want to put your career in your own hands. Um, get with Adam Goldman. Like he is going to use his expertise. He helps others find their American dream through an extremely thorough. And here's the big kicker, a very free consultation process. Um, we love free here uh, on teas and Takes. And I think any I'd have a hard time finding somebody who doesn't. So call Adam, put your life and your career back into your own hands as we go forward uh, with a new coach, with a new vision for the future. Um, get a new vision for your own future. It's 100% free. Really, you have nothing to lose. So find your perfect franchise at Franchise. FranchiseCoach.net. You said Zach Kitley. Big, big win in regards to um, the coaching staff over the past year. We were all kind of mumbling around, like, "Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it?" combi has gone. Who's going to do it? And then we got Zach Kitley, who boasts one of the most prolific offenses in the nation, right, coming yep. from Western Kentucky. Now we got to see him in action. We got to see a little bit of an action. Tell us what you think then. What do you think about Zach Kitley here 2022 Texas Tech?
1: I think it's it's gonna be great. I think you know. Uh, you look at the skill, the quarterbacks, you know, I guess my biggest question would be offensive line. Mm. That's kind of been the theme, but I think, you know, Zach Hilly is that good where he can scheme some things up even around that O-line. And, uh, you know, yesterday they did keep it very vanilla, you know, obviously, like I said, you don't want that out there on tape. You have other coaches watching the spring game on ESPN plus, you know, you, you can't let them know what's coming in the fall, but, Uh, I thought, you know, guys like John Bradley, Brady Boyd, you know, Mason Tharp, they all had a good game. Um, We'll get into the quarterbacks later, but, you know, a a kind of a surprise for everyone was Blake Bedwell. He's a a running back from SMU. He's a transfer. He had, he had a few very good runs, um, a late fumble, but, you know, clean that up. Um, But yeah, I, I, you know, again, I I think it comes down to, to coaching And then, you know, then recruiting off of that and the coaches are doing a good job there. So uh, I think the offense has a lot of potential that, you know, moving forward.
0: So here's the here's the is, I, OK, let me back up. Uh, do you think that I think that's really funny that we uh, at McGuire and company are kind of playing this uh, 4-D chess where uh, we'll show you most of the defense, but I'm not going to give you any of the offense. Almost like uh, it really doesn't matter uh, what you try to run against us uh, or what you try to defend. Like, we'll still outscore you and we'll still keep you under. Like, I love that. I love that confidence. Um, I do appreciate not going – you know, the litany of the offensive playbook, but I know the Texas tech fans really would have liked to see a lot more because you're right. It did feel very vanilla in a lot of ways. And what we know from Zach what offense is that they are very pass heavy. And I do like that. You're talking about people like Mason Tharp showing up really well. Durant Bradley, um, here on torties and takes. I don't know about the other guys. I'm a huge tight end fan. Uh, tight ends are the way that you win games. They're massive. Uh, they run up the seam and they've destroyed us for years. So why don't we start using them? <laughs> um, yeah. But you have you have all of these. You have a number of positions from wideouts, inside receivers, tight ends, um, running backs. You have such depth i think uh and you're talking about people that last year you didn't really there weren't really in the conversation now you've lost a lot of key pieces from last year and that's the nature of like the wheel of rotation but you have people like i mean blake bedwell coming in and being one of the star running backs when you know dang well you've got premier running backs are already back there. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Taj Brooks, you've got Sir Roger Thompson and Cameron Valdez, who is a, a, he could be a star. He could be yeah. a star. And yet you're talking about Blake, Bedwell. so can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, how do you feel about this, this depth kind of offensively, which has never really been a problem for Texas tech, but I think the level of talent at that depth has improved this year.
1: Yeah. The, the running backs, you know, are, are very good. Sir Roger didn't play yesterday. I thought Taj Brooks looked good. And, you know, we've all seen what he can do. He's just had a couple of injuries. Like last year, I think he missed three, three or four games. And he he got off to a really hot start. So with him, it's just about staying healthy and he can really do it all. But uh, at receiver, you know, JJ Sparkman, you know, Drew Hocutt made a few plays. That name's familiar to everyone. Jordan Brown made a really nice catch down the scene. He's a transfer uh, from Kansas that came over with Emmett Jones the new wide receivers coach. So I think the depth is there at the skill. Um, the depth is there numbers wise at O line two. It's just finding five guys who are going to be consistent and play well together and, you know, just give you the kind of performance that you need up front.
0: Yeah. So nobody's going to be saying that Texas Tech's not going to be scoring points this year. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, Yeah. no
1: tech. Tech, I mean, tech's offense was good last year. You look at the yards per play. They were like fourth in the big 12. That's not bad. Um, And so you kind of, you you hope, you know, with Tyler Shuck returning um, with all these guys that you take a step forward, even from that.
0: Right. And the biggest question mark, just to clarify for you is still the offensive line.
1: Yeah, I would say that until you, until you can find your five and they brought in five transfers this off season too. Right. So that just tells you where their concern was, the coaches. I mean, that that's not a shot at anyone, but they have to get better up front and that's just what it is. That's the deal.
0: Yeah. And just to, again, just to give everybody a little bit of encouragement, you're bringing in transfers. This is going to be, I think this, I think football is a little bit more of a difficult game for transfers to come in and have an immediate impact. Unlike basketball, right. Where there's, um, you know more individual talent goes further especially when you're bringing people in offensive line because it's very team oriented um you can be a stud offensive lineman and if the guy next to you is trash (laughs) your guy in the QB gets sacked then you know you have been trash as well yeah you all feel bad so it's like you have this you have this injection of essentially a whole new offensive line with a rotation of guys with more minutes and there's just a lot to learn here. Right. And I don't think that we should like get too high or we shouldn't go too fast down the, Oh, here we go with This same problem. Uh, cause we still have a couple more months until that first, yeah. uh, until that first game day. And so the hope there is that you've got, I mean, you've got good coaches, um, that, that are surrounded. These guys are surrounded by good coaching. And so yeah. the idea is like, okay, we saw them in the spring game. Here's where we can adjust and move forward. Uh, so offense. Great. Good, wonderful, got a lot of tools, got a lot of assets. I think Texas Tech has been elite when it has more than one guy to pass to um, offensively for sure. And I know Zach is a guy who has a high, high uh he entertains the multiple wide receiver uh construct really well. And we got really good guys for it. Now, people that throw to those wide receivers, uh, the quarterbacks, Ben. This is what Texas Tech fans care about. This is what makes Texas Tech, Texas Tech, um, for better or worse. It's who's under center, uh, or who's in the shotgun. You know, it's who, who's, who's, who's calling the plays out there, who's doing the best. Uh, and we've, we've, gotten, we've got three big guys that we've got three guys who showed up in the spring game and Tyler Shuck, Baron Morton, Donovan Smith. Yeah. Uh, give me your first impressions of each, what impressed you, uh, what's lacking, and kind of how those things are shaking up in your mind.
1: I think, you know, if you look at the, what they did yesterday, I think you would say Barry Morton was the big winner of the day. I think he was the most consistent. And just as far as moving the offense, making plays, taking care of the ball. Um, and that's going to excite a lot of people. He was a highly ranked prospect from Eastland. And this is his second year. Um, that said, you know, Tyler Shuck did start the game. He, like I said, a pick six, second play of the game, had another turnover right before halftime you do not want to see those things because he is probably the favorite in the clubhouse to start, I would say. And then Donovan Smith, you know, he just kind of built upon his uh, game against Mississippi state. He was, he was solid, consistent, nothing bad, nothing, you know, over the top great, but he just needs to keep progressing because he's still young at the position. People forget, you know, three years ago, he's playing receiver at Bishop Gorman in Nevada um, you know, so he's still learning, but, uh, like you said, three good names in the competition. And I think Texas tech has reason to be excited for all three.
0: Okay. So Tyler Shuck goes 22 of 32, 164 yards and two interceptions. Barrett yeah. Morton. we talked about eight of 13, 95 yards through the air. And he got to, he has that nice rushing touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and then Donovan Smith wraps it up three of seven, 49 yards. And he also gets, uh, he gets a pretty nice touchdown in his own, um, Here's the thing is that I know Texas Tech fans really want Baron Morton, right? Because he's like, he's the young gunslinger. He can run it, he can throw it, uh, but he is still young, right? And I think there's something to be said about that. And then there's another group of people who's like, I really want Tyler Shuck because, you know, it's this big transfer from Oregon, you know, very consistent. He's got that look, right? Yeah. Uh, he's very much the quarterback type. And then you have Donovan Smith. In, in all my regards is like the perennial dark horse, but came in last season and did uh, well enough as he did. Like his Iowa State game was like the premier, like his premier game of the season. And, you know, capitalizes continually uh, in, in the Mississippi State win where we get and we finally break the leech curse. And so each one kind of offers their own um like shuck has the veteranship here i want to clarify that my my credibility for him is not that he looks like a quarterback um <laughs> he's got more than that uh but they all they each have like this thing that they bring to the table right and if you can put them all together be your like your five-star quarterback but but it's not and so i What do you I mean, because we talked about kind of where, you know, Shuck is really the favorite because for a number of reasons, certainly veteranship uh, minutes played in Division one. uh, And, you know, he is a good gunslinger. He's a very smart quarterback. Uh, But now we've got this Baron Morton issue where, you know, everybody was excited about Morton. And now he's really starting to show out in spring ball, uh, showing out, showing out in practices. But yet there's always this Donovan Smith element where you have a really large quarterback in Donovan Smith who still very young at the position could settle in could become really good. And, you know, eventually, even if, if he does end up transferring at some point will be a good quarterback, not only because of his size, but because he's got really good in-game experience on how to win games. Um, With your gut, Ben, do you think that Tyler Shuck is QB one in the first week?
1: Yes. Yeah, I do. I would, I would, I don't bet too much, but I would bet a lot of money on that. Um, I think shock, you know, you mentioned his, his veteranship, just, yeah, his leadership, his guys, you know, gravitate towards him. And he has all the, he doesn't just look like a quarterback. He has a rocket arm. He can make all the throws. He can actually, he runs really well for a guy at his size. And, you know, with him, it's just about, I would say reading the defenses and just maybe limiting mistakes because that's what we saw last year. And then we saw it again yesterday. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the coaches are going to have to make a decision here and it's not going to be an easy one, but yes, I would say Tyler shock has a clear edge, even though that's not, you know, anything that they've, they've said, that's just maybe my opinion. Right.
0: And I, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I think that my prediction was, you know, in the first game, you're going to have a really 50, 50, uh, snap between Shuck and Morton uh, with Donovan Smith, maybe coming in, especially with some run packages. Um, but I think in Houston is where they're going to really have to be like, okay, it's gotta be one guy or the other, because once yeah. you get starting to get into those bigger games uh, closer to conference, or you're playing really good non-conference teams um, Houston NC state, you've got to start building that confidence with the quarterback. And so I don't want people to be, to be getting too far ahead one way or another at Murray state, but by Houston, we'll probably um, we'll probably know who's going to be QB1 going forward, at least, uh, you know, uh, with the asterisk of do they make too many mistakes? Because Houston's a good team still. Yeah. Um, but let's and with, talk tech, about-
1: with tech, well, I mean, I was just going to say with tech, they, they haven't had a QB1 stay healthy since 2017. So yeah. is, that fi- is that finally going to be something that you know, tech fans can rely on because, you know, looking at recent history, you're going to have to get to your second and third guy before too long. Unfortunately, Um, that's kind of derailed some seasons, I think, you know, so
0: this is Texas tech. We can't have good things. So if you're getting excited about somebody, you might as well just throw that in the trash. (laughs) Something's going to happen. Okay. So the, the last big thing about the spring football game and about any spring football game is recruits. Now, Texas Tech currently number one in the 2023 recruiting class. You know, nothing nothing new there. Old news. Um, but big news is we had a bunch, a, a bunch, bunch of recruits at uh, the Jones AT&T Stadium on Saturday. Um, ben, who, who is there, not that they don't matter, but who is there that really kind of is the Who are the high caliber recruits that were there? Do you know anything about how they felt about it? Kind of tell us a little bit about how important the spring game was.
1: Yeah, uh, several of the commits were there led by the quarterback, Jake Strong. Um, You know, he's obviously the quarterback. You want to be the leader of the class. And I think he's done a really good job with communicating with other recruits and trying to get them to tech. And so here we are. It's Sunday afternoon. We've already had two commits from the weekend. First, it was Jaden Cofield from Manor, uh, or Manor, uh, his defensive tackle, um, 6'4", uh, 325, so a really you know big uh, nose tackle in the middle. He committed right before the spring game, put out his post, and I just think that was a Zarnold-Fitch relationship there um, where he ended up winning out, and he's a high three-star recruit. Uh, I believe he was considering TCU pretty heavily as well, so that's always good. Anytime you can beat one of your main rivals right there. And then mm-hmm. Dylan Shaw is an offensive lineman from uh, flower bluff and Corpus Christie. He committed yesterday as well. Um, another three-star recruit who uh, offensive line coach, Stephen Hamby has been after for a while. So good to get him in the fold and he's the third O-line commit of the class. So beyond those two, yeah, a couple of guys I just wanted to highlight were Cordell Russell. He's a four-star receiver from here in, in DFW. Uh, he plays for the same seven-on-seven team as Jake Strong and um, Caleb Smith and Brendan Jordan, so three of your other commits. And so he plays on the same seven-on-seven team as they do. And then TJ Shanahan, he's a five-star offensive lineman his brother Michael Shanahan is on the team as a transfer he was in town but you know I just it's exciting he was in town but you know just keep your hopes realistic there because he's you know Georgia Alabama and and everyone else in, in the world is after him so I would say those are, those are some guys and, and there are several others Colton Vasek he's a four-star D end um, from Austin Westlake and I think he's going to put out a top five or six soon so but he's really high on Texas Tech from from what I hear uh, he loves he loves Joey McGuire and so I think the Red Raiders are going to be in there right until the end with him
0: yeah quite a list it, it, boiling it down yeah. Joey McGuire is a good recruiter.
1: <laughs> he, he's an excellent recruiter. And this is kind of what we were told uh, whenever they were considering him. He ha- he has the connection and he has the personality and the the drive and all those things. Um, it's, it's, it's insane. You, you know, everyone's on Twitter these days. You see how much he's posting, and, it, you know, that stuff makes a difference. Maybe, you know, you don't think it's a huge deal, but recruits love that. And, you know, the more opportunity you have to sell your program, the better. And McGuire's excellent at doing that.
0: Yeah. Man brings a lot of energy to the program. And it, I think, it disseminates into the athletes underneath him because you've got, yeah. I mean, the guys that he's recruiting want to recruit other people. That's, that's an energy that you just like, you can't, like, you can't replicate that like it's just it, he it's just so genuine from joey um i will say i know that you're cold and you've got a lot of experience and veteranship in this uh, recruiting world and you're kind of cold on tj shanahan jr um but i will say nobody just dresses up in a bunch of texas tech gear uh for nothing so i think there's some legitimate excitement there but again he's got everybody in the world after him and if the most of the SEC is behind you we just saw uh um memphis drop a bag uh for um oh nigel pack eight hundred thousand dollars miami miami sorry oh the um thing it's uh yeah miami sorry um but you have like schools out there like this NIL stuff, man, you got schools out there dropping money. And then here comes Miami with like, actually <laughs> let me drop a, let me drop a yacht load of money on top of you. That um, there's always just an uphill battle there for Texas tech. Um, yeah. Not that we're not able to compete in that way, but it's just another element. Right. And so, yeah. but there's a really a lot of good recruits. And I think a big key here going forward uh, with the season coming up is like translate, your excitement into success. I think for yeah. McGuire, keep that momentum because if you're a great recruiter and you don't do, you know, you have like a five and five, five and seven season or whatever, it's just, that's going to be a really hard sell afterwards. So come out do something fantastic in your first year and keep it going. You know, that's really the best thing you can hope for.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. You got to build off of it. Um, you think of, you know, looking back at like Cliff Kingsbury, he had a pretty good first class. And then, you know, from there, uh, you know, the Jared Stedham situation happened and, and then from there it's kind of downhill. So you don't want to get into yeah. that. But you know, I think Maguire has the coaches here, the recruits coming in and the and the potential to, you know, make it last.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's so hope let's hope so. Let's so. Hope so. Um Ben, thank you so much for coming on, spending some of your Sunday with me, talking a little bit about spring game, a little bit about Texas Tech recruiting, and just how exciting the future could be. Would you go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on social media?
1: Yeah, uh, at Benjamin Golan on Twitter, at Red Sports, the, the on Twitter as well, and uh, redraidersports.com, sign up. Uh, we have a great team. It's not just me. Uh, we have, you know, I think 10 or 12 or so, you know, staff members who we all have our parts and try to make it a, a great site for everyone. So, you know, listen to Tortillas and Takes and join us on Red Raiders Sports
0: for sure. Hell yeah, Tortillas and Takes, the official sponsor or sponsor, the official, the official sponsor that sponsors Red Raider Sports, that sponsors Tortillas and Takes, um, the official podcast of Red Raider Sports. Uh, also, be sure to follow the network at 1012 Network. We are going nowhere, baby. This is the site. This is the podcast. This is the everything. Texas Tech is going up from here. So, for Benjamin Golan, for Jeremy Gillen, this has been Tortillas and Takes. Stay wrecked, people.